Hello and welcome to Bigfoots of Michigan. Today we are in Escanaba, Michigan, meeting up with married couple Kim and John. Kim and John have both had their own individual Sasquatch sightings. So we are sitting down with them and getting their stories. So stay tuned for more of Bigfoots of Michigan. Just this huge body, <laughs> it's hard to even talk about, passed by my rear view mirror. Oh my. And it took up, I had a Toyota Camry, a little, uh, I don't remember what year it was, but 2001 Toyota Camry. And it took up two thirds of my rear view mirror. And what I saw, you know that, you know the, the statues of the Bigfoots that you see around, it was like the hip section. I saw this huge like midsection and it wasn't, I have, I have a biology degree. I teach about this stuff. It wasn't deer, it wasn't, it was kind of like um, a, between a gray, kind of a grayish color. I'm gonna say it was gray, okay? okay? And heavier uh, fur hair, whatever. It wasn't like you would see on uh, a deer or an elk or anything. And as far as I know, there's no elk, but that's not their coloring, right? Okay. And that freaked me out. And I was like, put it in and took off but I mean it was just like behind me and it came right out of where I was just taking pictures oh my so I was like how did I miss that right how did I miss that and I, I pulled it far enough away and I came to um, a gate that was on a side road and I stopped and took pictures of that gate so I knew where I was so I could come back if I needed to and that experience I continued on to the guy's cabin and talked to him, but that experience was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore because it was right, it was right behind my car. I have an issue with perception. So I thought, okay, I have no idea how close this thing really was, right? So I go and I meet this guy and we talk and whatever, I get information. There was definitely evidence of, of something there the okay. night before. When I went home, we had this long driveway um, I don't know how long it was, but I always parked in the, in the garage. And so I pulled up to the end of the driveway 
And I told him, I said, I need you to go out to the driveway, out to the end of the driveway and walk up behind my car. I need to know how big this thing was behind me. Oh, sure. And you're, you're six foot five, and at that time, what do you think you weighed? 350. Somewhere, 350, 350 pounds. Okay. He only took up a third standing right behind my car. Right behind my car, he was only a third of my rear view mirror, which meant this was twice the size. Wow. Right? So I was like, okay, I got to start passing on my cases to other people. <laughs> because I'm like, it's just, you know, I got grandbabies. I, you know, they never felt threatening to me, but I'm like, I don't don't need to do this anymore they're real i got out i set out to find out if they were real i know now right yeah you, yeah you settled that question in your heart and your mind yeah yeah and i never shared that with the bfro um as far as a, a, an official report either one of those um i want to say it was it was a time later i don't remember if it was the same uh year i think it was the same year um my mentor through the BFRO, I had called him and I shared with him what had happened. And he met me at both witnesses' places. Well, he followed me from one witness to the other. So the Misaki County to the Kalkaska one. And when he was to get a Jeep, and I, again, I'm trying to get my idea of perspective. And he was following me and he would have had to be right on my bumper basically for, the, for him to fill up the wow. uh, mirror. I'm thinking, how big was this thing? I have no idea. But it definitely didn't have any type of hair, fur, whatever structure that I'm familiar with. And I've done, I've done research for cougars. I've done research for um, different critters out in the wild. And it was just like nothing I've ever seen before. So other than the, the ones in Mayo, maybe. Understood. Know. Yeah. Do you think the, um, the majority of the population here in Michigan is, uh, let's say, in the northern portion of the lower peninsula and the upper peninsula because um, we're, we're getting accounts more than expected in the thumb it, it doesn't matter the state parks uh, it just seems like they could be even in some urban areas what do you dare thought? we say <laughs> dare we say um i think they're in every county just about okay yeah, okay you'll, you'll anywhere where there's a food supply okay you know, if there's deer or there has to be enough food, um, if wherever there's bear and cougar, you're, you can find them. It doesn't necessarily mean they're there. Um, I don't think we should share exactly where it was, but it was in a subdivision area. Oh, wow. Near our home. Well, it's rural there, though. Rural. Okay. Well, there, there's townhouses. There's townhouse. Well, close to state land. And wow. you know, right behind there them was, was, connection. This, yeah. Yeah, was the state land, and they were in the process of clearing it. Um, but we got a call, and this was through Bob Daigle, actually. And it was after I had stopped doing BFRO stuff. Um, and this couple, um, they hadn't seen any. Huh? That's, that was 2017? Yeah. They hadn't seen any, but what was happening was they had, like, their, their um, townhouse. Okay. And then they had this elevated platform where they had seating, you know, and they patio. had yeah, patio or whatever, and they had a barbecue up there, and they had, you know, a, a fire pit, and they had the seating where they would put cushions out on it, you know, and they'd leave them out, right? Well, the cushions kept getting moved, and they would end up on his girlfriend's car, or next to his, next to the car, and, and so he thought, well, maybe it's kids, you know, he didn't know, 
but I don't think there were any kids right in that area. And then we went behind the property mm -hmm. and there were all types of structures. And so I told him, I said, do not go in those structures. You have to respect. For sure. You have to respect their territory. And if you don't respect them, they're not going to respect you. And I knew enough from being part of the BFRO connections with all those people. If you have a boundary line for your property, you can mark that boundary. So like even urinating, like have the mail of the household go out and urinate around your property. That sounds sick, but that's how they mark their territory. You know, right. so every dog marks their territory. And so there was this gateway back into the woods and then we had all these structures and he started going one and I said, no, don't do that. And probably after talking to people, um, we felt like that might have been, I don't want to say a nursery, but some place where maybe the adults went out hunting oh. and they left the juveniles and then they were messing with the neighbor's stuff. You gotcha. Know? But as soon as the the man of the house went out, he said, I went out there and peed over that entranceway and put a big X there. He said they quit doing it. Wow. But I think they moved. <laughs> At yeah. some point they moved. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's just been a lot of stuff personally between us. I guess we've seen four. Okay. And then as we were talking about this, we were sharing with our oldest daughter who lives near Traverse City. She's like, well, remember, Mom, I saw one when I was coming back home from, our, we have a daughter that lives up here in Escanaba, and then we have one that lives in Traverse City. And she was driving home. But at that time, my other daughter lived in Calumet. And so she was driving down, was it 28? Yeah. Towards Sini. Well, she was near Shangleton when she seen it. Right. And something crossed the road. And she's like, what is this guy doing? It was at night. And there was nothing there. You know, it was just all woods, right? Yeah, there's a good eight, ten like, mile stretch of nothing. Okay. She's yeah, like, yeah. what is this guy doing out here crossing the road in the middle of the night? You had your encounter back in 1976? First time, yes. Okay, uh, why don't you tell us about it? I was down in southern Florida, down in the Keys, partway fishing with a couple fellas. And we were driving back home, um, probably about 30, 35 miles south of Miami. In the, in the Everglades on a tow road and uh, I looked up ahead and uh, this animal came out of uh, was crossing the road going we were going north of the southbound went through the medium and it come across in front of us and we were trying to figure out what it was and we had a little dip in the road and uh, I know uh, and it disappeared but the guy in the back seat there was three of us I was driving said what did you guys see and you know, we never spoke during the whole thing. We said, we really don't know what it was. But, it, you know, then it, in that little dip, it disappeared. Wow. And I don't know if it jumped the canal into the Everglades. Uh, it's all grown up big city now, but in 76, it was Everglades. Okay. I was down there in 83, and it's Miramara, near Miramara. Yeah. which is a large city now. Yeah, yeah, I know the area. Uh, did you, um, were you able to see what color it was? It was, it was uh, brown. Okay. And I'd say it was probably, I used to be 6'5". Okay. So, and I'm saying it was probably my height. Then. Okay. Wow, so that's a good size then. Yeah, I get, I get back to work because I was laid off for, for a little while and I worked with fellas, they were from that area. And I said, guess what I seen down there? And they go, What'd you see, John? I said, I seen a Bigfoot. And they go, ah, that's nothing. Them skunk apes, they see them all the time. Oh, so it, wow. it, it was no big deal to them. Wow. But that was my first sighting. Awesome. 
And then you've had more than one sighting? Yes. On the, we did that a, a couple uh, expeditions, I guess you would call it. And, okay. Uh, we've seen them, you know, with other people. So we know we didn't see them by ourselves. We, we were with other people as we see them. Awesome. What was that like? It's pretty interesting. They were in the woods and, uh, well, the nighttime one was, uh, they had eyes shining. Okay. And the moon, the one was up on the hill, somebody spotted it. The moon was behind the, the animal, or whatever you want to call it, and his eyes were like two flashlights, just bright light coming down. Then a second one was spotted a short time later, down lower. Again, it wasn't reflection, it was bioluminescence coming from their eyes, I believe. And that was here in Michigan, right? Yes, yes it was. Awesome. About what, what location? It's north of uh, Mayo. Okay. Nice. We were on an expedition once and somebody found, I'm going to guess, close to 10 acres of stick structures all together. Oh, my. And we, he found it in the evening, and we went there the next day. There were several of us in there. And I'm go, I told her, I said, we need to get out of here. We're in the living area, the living room, so to speak. Okay. There was places to sleep. There was teepee struck. I mean, wow. they, they were everywhere. And I said, uh-uh, we, 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 we must, we, we got to leave. Okay. So that was a BFRO thing. And right. one of the guys had, um, was it with us? Did he have a son with us? Don't mention any names. But what? No. So he had brought his son, who always wanted to see one. And the son said, well, I'll, I'll go lay out there by, he wanted to like leave. Tall grass by all these structures, and and we didn't know about it. That, that wasn't there. That was the market area. Okay. Well, anyways, anyways, one of the guy's sons, who I think it was like fourteen at the time, so he's laying there, and he got hovered over. Oh my! I would think so. Yeah. One walked up to him and said, and scared the bejeebers out. He never went again. Never went on an expedition again. Wow. You know, it's like I, I understand. I, like I said, I think it's like, oh, I think Bigfoots are real. I think Sasquatch are real. And and it's like, okay, you can think it all you want. And maybe you think you're at 95%. But when you actually see one, it's it's kind of life-changing. You know, it's it, because you, I don't know, there's just so much mystery around them. For you know? sure. And yeah. so we really don't know what they are. Now, we, because we were, we mingled with some really cool people, and one of them was a Russian scientist. I don't know if I told you about this. Um, Dimitri is his name from, right? Dimitri? What was it? I, I, Igor. Oh, whatever. I have, okay. I'll give you the name. Um, and we're actually friends on Facebook. But the Russian government paid him. He was a professor of anthropology at a Russian university. He's in his 80s now. And he actually came to Michigan and came to the, uh, Michigan conference, Michigan Magazine conference, and there was a woman there who had a, a pod or a group of them living on her property, and so he ended up going with her, and they, they were able to get some blood samples. There were a couple of people that were able to get blood samples. Okay. And what they came back was an unknown father, human mother. Now, for you and I, and I know you can edit this if you need to, if you go back into the book of Genesis. Yeah. Female watchers of the earth. Yep, and they took wives, whomever they chose. So it, the question is, the took? Did they take them forcefully, or were they wooed? But nevertheless, they took them. Personally, I don't think they're very attractive. So I mean, you'd have to be a pretty. <laughs> well, these are supposed to be, the, but these are supposed to be the offspring. 
right. of yeah, the fallen the angels. Jump, the so the fallen angels, yeah, took the wise. And this is uh, Scott Carpenter, who, uh, you, do you I know remember. Okay, he worked with David Pilates. Oh, okay. Um, and um, Ketchup. And they did a DNA study. And we'll talk more about that. But he believes in the spiritual side of things as well. And he believes they're a diluted version of the offspring of the fallen realm, of you know, the Nephilim. It's just farther down generations and, and they're diluted a little bit. And some may have cloaking abilities and some may be extra large and super strong and... Yeah, and, and, and some are mean, and some are some are mean, mean, some are nice. Some I have a report uh, from R.C. Brenner, who's an author. He did an extensive study of the Thumb area and the Upper Peninsula a few years back. He believes that they live anywhere between fifty and three hundred years of age. Wow! So that would be a, a possible supernatural aspect as well, or it could be just a physical durability of these things. So yeah, and he, there's uh, he he also has uh, an account of Native Indians, Native American Indians in Michigan. They had to bind their tribes together to fight together against the Sasquatch because they were quote unquote thick as leaves in Michigan. So they were able to get the numbers wow. down and chase a lot of them off. So I'm like, gee, the population in Michigan's been in decline since 2020, I believe. And we'll drive sometimes out there in Sandusky. You'll go five, ten minutes without seeing another car. Yeah. And if these things are, that's a question I want to ask you. You've had daylight sightings. Um, do you think these things are primarily nocturnal or, or does it matter? Hard I, to say. I don't, I don't think it matters necessarily. I don't think it matters, but they are creatures of prey. And usually those are nocturnal type animals. Okay. But I believe they operate when they want to. You know, I mean, if you point. wake them up. You know, if they're day sleepers, right, and you wake them up and you're in their territory, I mean, I think that some of the experiences with the BFRO, I shared a, a video with you that mm -hmm. I was actually recording on, a, on my phone or a okay. camera. I can't okay. remember one. It's probably a camera. And um, there was a group that went out, and I can't say where it was. Okay. Um, but they went out at night, and I was in a different group. And, and it was probably, I don't think we went out till 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And they ran into a huge group of them. Oh, my. That got stirred up. And they recorded the sounds, and it was pretty wild. I was like, wow. And part of me was like, why couldn't I be in that group, right? And then the other part is like, mm, no, I want to come back. <laughs> you know, I want to come back. So I think they respect us. I don't think they want us to know about them necessarily. I think that... You know, if you have a farm and you have animals, because that was one of the things that Mayo was, the stick structures I was able to follow through the woods led right to a kill pile of chickens. Wow. Where, I don't remember if they were. So those are 80, roughly 80 acre plots, farms okay. through there. And about three plots over, there was a, a farmer who, who every other day, he slaughtered thousands of chickens. So he threw his the remains over there of that waste, and there'd be eagles. There'd be I mean we're not talking one or two. There'd be hundreds of eagles, okay. thousands of uh, all kinds of birds and such. Sure. And so that's a food source. And the ones she's seen at night after everybody had left the Michigan Magazine event, uh -huh. we were the only ones there. They were on their way over there, I'm sure, to go eat. Wow. You know, because it, it, it wasn't you know, every other day. Right. It was dumped. Right. 
So all the animals, I mean, they're creatures of habits like we are, I believe. So the three of us go on the wood line that night, and I'm not wanting to get too close to the woods. Because they threw stones the night before. Mm-hmm. I, had, I, I thought Jim had a lot of experience. I asked him, I said, have you ever tossed stones back to them? And he goes, no, never thought of that. So I picked up five stones and put them in my pocket. Nice. And then... So we walked back there, right? And there was... Um, was more that one girl with us, too? No. Okay, was. so it was just the three of us. Yes. And... So I'm back. I'm back 15 feet. I'm like, I'm not Well, we went up and down near. the woods, too. But we had we had tossed stones back and forth. And, and what she's talking about, now I had one stone left. And I'm, like, you're at the woods. Mm-hmm. I'm in the woods. There's a little indentation. And they're 35, 40 feet behind me. I'm going, what's wrong with it? Now, I felt no animosity. I, I sense things. Mm-hmm. I felt no animosity or nothing coming from that. Well, wait, can I, can I interrupt here yeah, real quick? Because sure, sure. you had those stones. I'd already thrown four at the fire. But they came back out. Like stones came out. Well, like he, he threw one in, and, and then one, one would come out. Yeah. And he'd throw another, and then we're like idiots again, right? Like we're trying to find <laughs> the stones. And then, you know, so the last stone you went to throw in. Because yeah, he actually leaned over, and he's like, this is how the game is played. I throw a stone in, you throw it out. This is before you started. Do you remember that? And so with the last one, he's got his last stone, and I'm standing, I'm this close to Jim, and John's up there, like, right at the line, and um, I said, wait, I said, before you throw that one, when you throw it back, because where we were, the grass was cut, where Jim and I were, I said, throw it where we can find it, and doggone it, if that stone did he threw it in. And it landed right between our wow. feet. And another one came out. They didn't throw the same one back. They had their own. Right. Okay. But I turned to Jim, and I'm like, do, do they understand English? Because that freaked me out. I'm like, how? I, I think because they're, they're in close proximity with humans all the time, that they've learned our language. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I, I, I just, that's just a belief that I have. Yeah, and they clearly have their own. I mean, yeah. we've got recordings yeah. of that. Yeah, and, and some Sierra people think that that guy might have dropped a stone out of his pocket, but he didn't take any stones back that we knew of. I mean, he could have. Well, he, when, when the stone came out between them, he said, wait a second. So touch it with the back of your hand and see if it was warm. And it was. Okay. At the time, our daughter was a worship leader at a church in the uh, Hancock area. And so, anyways, I walk out of the door of her house, and I've got this great big disc, right? And i got the headphones on. And they had said something about a bird across uh, from their house. They had a little marshy area, and they didn't know what it was. So I thought, I'm going to test this equipment. I'm going to go record that bird, and then I can identify because I'm a birder, too. <laughs> so I walk out the door, and up pulls one of the guys from the worship team. And he's an older guy. He's like our age. And... So she's embarrassed because here I am, you know, all garbed out, right? And so she walks up to the car, and she's, his name's Dan, and she walks up to him, starts talking, and he's like, she's like, meet my mom, you know? And I said, I greeted. She says, tell him what you're doing, Mom. And I said, I'm going to go listen to that bird you've been talking about. He goes, no. She's like, no, tell him what you're really doing. <laughs> and I said, I'm looking for Bigfoot, and I'm going to record it. And then he had a Bigfoot story, which oh my. was just a couple... Is less, is less than a mile from their from house. Their wow. House. Our daughter's house. And that's a cool story. I don't know if you want to hear it. But we, so he's, you know, he's somebody you might want to contact at some point. So he takes us and shows us a spot, right? And then we go to Wednesday night church, and she's up there leading, and they're practicing doing worship, right? 
and she's like, yeah, my mom's here. She's looking for Sasquatch or whatever. And and the pastor's son says, well, I saw one. And that's the one I was telling you was. Okay. What's the road? 94, well, just from Munising to Manistee. Okay. So he, at the time, he was probably in his early 20s, like 22, and he's married. And they're driving from Munising to Manistee. And it's dark. And it's dark. And she's reading. I guess she had a light for her book or something. She's got her head down. And he sees on the side of the road, he sees a deer carcass and something eating on it, which he thought was a bear. And as the lights hit it, it stood up. And, like, this gives me chills talking about it. He said it stood up and it had the face of a man. Oh. And he was like, you know, and then, of course, they pass it, and it totally freaked him out. His wife did not see it. And for three days... Three nights, he didn't three sleep. Three nights, yeah, he didn't sleep. And he's like, if I ever knew something like that lived by my house, I'd be hunting that down. Because there's no way he'd let something like that live by him. Wow. That was his experience. That's scary, huh? It scared him, yeah. Scary. But Dan, the other one, took us... This is funny. Okay, sorry. I know this is long. I told no, you. That's great. No, we no. I'm no. so free. No, I'm So happy I'm getting two episodes for one. So he takes us out to this site. He's hunting. You tell that one because you were better. Well, well, unbeknownst to us, it was 20 years prior. So he takes us to this spot. It's less than a mile from the kid's house. And he goes, I was over here. You know, we walk in 100 feet or whatever. We walk in. He goes, I was over here where that stump is. He says, and I watched this giant of a thing come through the woods at me. And uh, he goes... See you guys, and he he he, he was still traumatic, he's traumatized. Oh my! Twenty years later, and this is a guy who was a Detroit police officer, a POW in Vietnam. He finished his career in Northern Michigan as a police officer. Okay. It's not like he's a fraidy cat, right? But, right. but those things scared him. <sighs> and he seems to be open to him because he got in a hunting spot, and guess what? He has, he, a, it was, it was he has a hunting platform about happen. six foot in the air, it gets you off, but it's four sided and it leans in. They keep moving it on you. Wow. And blocking the lane with trees, yeah. like they'll pull trees down and block Right, you'll have a shooting lane or such. And we saw, we went out there and we saw that one of those corrals, a stick figure corral. Yeah. You know, and like this, or the stick structure corral. And I'm like, Not too far from his, probably about here, the other side of the road from his blind. So what's that, 100 feet, wow. 150 feet? Yeah. Wow. So pretty cool. We've had some cool stuff. Awesome. All right, um, anything else that you can dig up? And we'll, we'll make that a wrap, and we'll do the closing scene. And uh, anything else you'd like to say? I guess I'd just like to say, for me, this was a journey of, I like to know the truth. That's kind of like, I, truth is my thing. I want to know, if something's out there, I want to know. I, I did this issue with the DNR in Traverse City when we lived there, and I was teaching, and they say there was no cougars in Traverse City and I'm like listen I've got kids bringing me, to, bringing me pictures on webcams their trail cams whatever and I said they're here and he's like oh we just don't count them right well they didn't have and I'm like I, if I'm hiking in the woods near Traverse City or Sleeping Bear Dunes or whatever I want to know if there's cougars out there better believe it so anyways he's like well we just don't if it's a, a, what they don't consider a viable population we don't post it and I'm like great only you know? takes one right so when they posted in Sleeping Bear Dunes was when the uh, ranger got followed by a cougar, right? So, but most then people just... Real. Right, yeah, right, then it becomes real. Beware. Right? So here's the thing. Whether you believe or not, I think, personally, 
people ought to have an idea that there's something like this could be out there mm -hmm. for their protection, for their kids' protection. And I do think that for the most part, unless you're going into their territory, someplace that is super wild or whatever, I think you can mark your territory. And I've said verbally, don't mess with, because my daughter lived in another area that was very wooded by them. And I was, and I knew they were there. And I'm like, don't mess with my grandson. Don't mess with my grandson, you know? And I think you can communicate to a point where you're marking your territory or whatever. So you ought to know that. If you're uh, walking the North Country Trail, you ought to be aware. You know there's cougars and bears, right? Yeah. You ought to be aware that something like that could be out there. So that's just my opinion. To me, it was a search for truth. I found it. I don't need to go out anymore. Good deal. I'm good. Awesome. I wanted to ask you about the hair because of your biology thing. And you had said that the hair on it was not anything that you were familiar with. Right. It didn't look it like structure. fur. Okay. Right. It didn't, it looked, it probably was, was more like horse? bear. Yeah, longer. And it seemed to be, um, you know, like it would almost form like little peaks, you know, or points type thing. So it was more like hair than, or a very, very heavy fur. Um, I want to say it almost makes me think of dreads. Did, some, did somebody have some hair analyzed? Yeah, I did have some hair. Well, that was you? Well, somebody had some and I went to have okay. it analyzed and never got it back. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, and uh, so much fun. yeah, thanks can't wait coming. to come back and yeah. have more lasagna. Great time. Yeah. So yeah. much. Yeah. Wonderful. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you also. We'll get the episode done and then we'll let you see it first before we release it, okay? Okay. Sounds great. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank yeah. you. All right. See you later. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Good drive.